0: What's up, listeners? Welcome to another episode of Thinking Outside the Boombox, your number one source for hip-hop and R&B news. My name is Ahmad, and I'm your host. It is Sunday, November 28th, and welcome back to Thinking Outside the Boombox. You already know what it is. I got another exciting episode for you this week. Um, If you've been here the past three weeks, you know... That November is Hip Hop History Month. And so, the way that I've been celebrating, uh, not only uh, through the Song of the Week, where I'm taking hip hop history into account to choose a Song of the Week, but also in the Dig Deeper segment. For every week in November, I have been discussing a decade in hip hop's history. I've talked about the 70s, I've talked about the 80s, I've talked about the 90s. And in this week's Dig Deeper segment, I will discuss the 2000s in hip-hop. But also, because I can't just leave the 2010s hanging, there will be a short little uh, portion of the Dig Deeper segment where I talk about what what last decade did for hip-hop. So that's in the Dig Deeper segment. Uh, Stay tuned for that I am going to give you a song of the week in the press play segment where I keep you up to date on hip-hop and R&B news. But first, I want to make sure that you have all the resources at your disposal so that you can interact with me and the podcast in the best way. And that is to have access to the podcast newsletter. The podcast newsletter contains links to everything that I talk about. In this week's episode, if there's a music video I mentioned that you want to see, a performance that you want to check out, an album uh, that you want to listen to, I will have links to all of that in the podcast newsletter. You can get that in one of two ways. Go to thinkingoutsidetheboombox.com. Right on the homepage, there is a box where you can... Put your email address in and then every week that there is an episode of Thinking Outside the Boombox, you will receive the podcast newsletter in your inbox. If you don't want to do that, you can go to the newsletter tab on thinkingoutsidetheboombox.com and all of the podcast newsletters are featured there. So without any further ado, let's jump right into the song of the week. So the song of the week for this week, um, the way I've been doing it is I have been choosing a particular release um, in hip-hop's history in the decade that I'm discussing. And then I am finding an R&B song that was released uh, around the same time as the hip-hop album. And that's the song of the week. So the important release that I uh, chose was the Blueprint album by Jay-Z, released September 11th, 2001. And the R&B song that was released around that time was a few weeks earlier, Usher released You Got It Bad uh, from his 8701 album. I believe that was Usher's third album. Uh, You Got It Bad is one of the best, like, top 25 R&B ballads in R&B history the bass line, the guitar solo, Usher's incredible performance—like this was a 23-year-old Usher who was in the midst of an incredible climb, like right before, uh, or like 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 a few years before Confessions, Usher. This this song had the iconic video. Like, go listen to this song, and tell me that you're not either warm inside or in tears by the end of it <laughs> you got a bad is an all-timer and that is the song of the week for this week by usher so let's jump into the press play segment Welcome back to the Press Play segment and Thinking Outside the Boombox. Uh, the Press Play segment is normally uh, separated into three parts. The things that you should check out. This is where I talk to you about music videos, performances, new songs um, that I think that you need to see and hear. Um, the rumor mill and the announcements. These are announcements floating around both genres uh, or sorry, announcements from like labels and both genres are artists uh, or rumors that are floating around both genres, hip-hop and R&B, that may not, you know, be completely true or may not come to pass. But just in case they do, I want to make sure you heard it here first. And then there's the upcoming and recently released albums. Uh, so that's albums that were released since the last episode and are going to be released within the next month. So the things that you should check out, um, the American Music Awards, awards were last week um and there were a number of performances that i think were definitely worth watching tyler the creator performed "Massa" from his call me if you get lost album and all of the performances he's been doing for songs in this project have been incredibly creative um and that's you know that's tyler's no stranger to you know the creativity but his music videos have definitely taken a step up uh, with this latest promotion. And so his performance was dope. Chloe from Chloe and Hallie. She's, you know, doing her solo run right now. She's got a song out called Have Mercy. Um, and she's been performing it everywhere on all of the award shows. I feel like that have happened in pop and R&B and hip hop. Um, and she's killing it. Like, she's killing it. You can see the Beyonce influences. She's she's flourishing uh, without Halle by her side. And her performance was dope. Silk Sonic, Anderson Pac and Bruno Mars. Uh, they are, you know, still promoting their An Evening with Silk Sonic album that was released uh, a week or two ago. And um, they performed uh, Smoking Out the Window, uh, I believe the third single, to the album at the American music awards. And it was dope. Like their chemistry is, is through the roof at this point, And so anytime they get to like showcase that in front of people, uh, they do a great job of doing it. So definitely check that out. Finally, the things you should check out certified lover boy by Drake has received the chopped and screwed treatment from OG Ron C and the chop stars. So I will tell you from experience, uh, there are a number of songs on Drake's albums that sound so much better when they're slowed down and chopped and screwed, and I love when OG Ron C releases a, a chopped not slopped version of uh, of a dope album, especially a Drake album. So I haven't listened to this yet, but I know just for for I know for a fact that like Into Deep, like how deep Drake's voice goes in the first part of that song, they're gonna pitch it down even further and it's gonna it's gonna be butter on your ears i'm telling you so uh, hit the podcast newsletter to get a link to this because i it's it's not on streaming services you need to like like go to a website <laughs> and listen to this but it'll be worth it rumor meal and the announcements rolling loud uh california the festival has implemented an age limit for its upcoming festival in a few weeks 18 and older to enter uh this is you know the first of Likely many changes that will be made to music festivals and the like because of the Travis Scott Astroworld incident. Um, so I'm, I'll, I'll keep you posted. But I'm interested to see what other changes are made. But right now they they've already put an age limit at 18 plus. So we'll see uh, what else trickles down from the you know the horrific incident that happened at Astroworld. Uh. The weekend song "Blinding Lights" has now topped the Billboard Hot 100 Greatest of All Time list. So these are what Billboard thinks are the like 100 best songs of all time. And now, you know, it's likely because this is Billboard that they take sales and chart data into account when ranking the songs. Um, and "Blinding Lights." Broke a lot of records on Billboard with how long it was on the charts and in the top five and stuff like that. So, the top 10 of Billboard's greatest of all time list currently stands as Blinding Lights by The Weeknd, The Twist by Chubby Checker, Smooth by Santana, Mac the Knife by Bobby Darren, Uptown Funk, uh, How Do I Live by Leanne Rhymes, Party Rock Anthem by LMFAO, I Got a Feel In by Black Eyed Peas, The Macarena. And the shape of you by Ed Sheeran. So I'm I'm gonna link to this list uh in the podcast newsletter because I think it's it's really really interesting. But uh yeah, right now the weekend uh according to Billboard has the greatest song of all time. <laughs> um so so shout out to him. Uh Drake and future song Life is Good has gone diamond in just two years. That's pretty impressive. Like 10 million units in just two years? Like, that doesn't happen. That's outrageous numbers. And obviously, obviously, it is driven by the streaming numbers uh, for that song that it was able to get there that quickly. So shout out to them. Speaking of Drake, Drake and Kanye will be performing a benefit concert in honor of getting Larry Hoover out of prison. Uh, The concert will be at the L.A. Coliseum on December 9th, and tickets are available now. Uh, Likely sold out, but available. Um, I have no more to say about why they have decided to come together and squash this beef in honor of Larry Hoover instead of so many other causes they could be supporting, but it is what it is. Uh, And then finally in the rumor mill, uh, in the announcements portion, The Grammys released their nominations for the 2022 awards. Um, I'm very excited. I always uh, have a Grammy nominations and predictions episode. Um, But I figured, you know, it's season four. It's the final season. Let's switch things up a little. I am going to give you my predictions uh, for the the categories that we care about on this podcast. uh, For the Grammys. So um, I'm going to do this uh, before we jump into the Dig Deeper segment. Very excited. I took the time to really think about how I think this is going to shake out, um, especially with the changes that they've been making and and the new rules that they put in place. Uh, So I'm going to start with the the big four categories. That's Record of the Year, Song of the Year, Album of the Year best new artist. I'm going to read you the nominees and then who I think will take away, take it, uh, walk away with the award. So record of the year. This is for like the music, the performance of the song rather than the songwriting and in the lyrics. So record of the year, we've got ABBA. I still have faith in you. John Batiste, freedom, Tony Bennett and Lady Gaga. I get a kick out of you. Justin Bieber, Daniel Caesar, give peaches, Brandy Carlisle Right on Time, Doja Cat and SZA, Kiss Me More, Billie Eilish, Happier Than Ever, Lil Nas X, Montero, Call Me By Your Name, Olivia Rodrigo, Driver's License, and Silk Sonic, Leave the Door Open. And so actually, I'm going to read you all of the nominees for all four of the big four categories because I think that one person is going to walk away with all four of them. So let's get into the nominees first. Song of the Year. This one is for songwriting, the lyrics. Ed Sheeran, Bad Habits. Alicia Keys and Brandi Carlile, A Beautiful Noise. Olivia Rodrigo, Driver's License. Her, Fight For You. Billie Eilish, Happier Than Ever. Doja Cat and SZA, Kiss Me More. Silk Sonic, Leave The Door Open. Lil Nas X, Montero, Call Me By Your Name. Justin Bieber, Daniel Caesar. Giveon, Peaches, Brandi Carlile, Right On Time. And that is it. Um... I will tell you that the the big four categories, there are 10 nominees rather than the usual eight because literally 24 hours before the nominations were presented and announced, uh, they enacted a rule that allowed the ninth and 10th most voted on albums and songs uh, be featured for nomination in the, the big four categories. So they upped it to 10 in each of them. And a lot of people benefited in this upcoming album of the year category. The last two albums I mentioned uh, got in right at the last, you know, 24 hours before. And now they have the opportunity to win a big four album of the year Grammy. And so they did that for all uh, four of these categories. So album of the year, the nominees are We Are by John Batiste, Tony Bennett and Lady Gaga, Love for Sale, Justin Bieber, Justice, uh, Doja Cat, Planet Her. Billie Eilish, Happier Than Ever, Her, Back of My Mind, Lil Nas X, Montero, uh, Olivia Rodrigo, Sour, Taylor Swift, Evermore, and Kanye West, Donda. So Taylor Swift's Evermore album and then Donda by Kanye West were added on 24 hours before. Um, They were the 9th and 10th place vote getters. And so they now have the opportunity to win an album of the year Grammy. Um Best New Artists, Arouge AfTab, Jimmy Allen, Baby Keem, Phineas, Glass Animals, Japanese Breakfast, The Kid LaRoy, Arlo Parks, Olivia Rodrigo, and Saweetie. And so Best New artists is the category where it's like if this artist released a project that increased their mainstream visibility uh, to a larger audience. Um, they released their first like mainstream kind of project, and they're eligible for Best New Artist. They don't necessarily have to have never put out music before. So, I think that one artist will walk away with all four of these. The last time that happened, I believe, was Billie Eilish. Uh, when she put out... Um, Dang, now I can't think of the name of Billie Eilish's (laughs) album before Happier Than Ever. Give me a second. I'm just going to look that up right now. But that year, Billie Eilish walked away with uh, Record of the Year, Song of the Year, Album of the Year, and uh, Best New Artist. And that was for When We All Fall Asleep where do we go the album that skyrocketed her into the mainstream and i'm pretty sure bad guy was the the song that won record of the year and song of the year i think so she she swept the big four categories um i think olivia rodrigo is going to do the exact same thing driver's license as much as so many of the the nominees in this in these categories Uh, deserve to you know win this award like I think record of the year could easily be leave the door open because it's about the music and the performance I think it could easily be easily be leave the door open song of the year could be Montero by Lil Nas X it could be fight for you by her album of the year could be back of my mind by her it could be Montero by Lil Nas X I could even see Donda winning because of how the Grammy operates. But, you know, sometimes, especially with how uh, fluid uh, the Grammys and the Academy's decision are because they're making so many changes, it's kind of hard to really predict what they're going to do because they're changing things every year. But I have to go with the precedent that was set when Billie Eilish... Uh, won all four And I think Olivia Rodrigo Has had that type of year Driver's license That song is Huge It was They did an SNL sketch about it Like I think Olivia Rodrigo Could walk away with all four I hope she doesn't For the sake of The many Artists that were nominated Across all four of these categories uh, Wouldn't it be crazy If Baby Keem or Saweetie Won Best New Artist But I think it's gonna be Olivia Rodrigo Let's move on to Best R&B Performance, Lost You by Snow Allegra, Peaches by Justin Bieber, Daniel Caesar, and Givion, Damage by Her, Leave the Door Open by Silk Sonic, and Pick Up Your Feelings by Jasmine Sullivan. Because this is about the performance and the music, I'm going with Silk Sonic, Leave the Door Open. Best Traditional R&B Performance, so this is kind of like still about the music, but it's more of an old school style of R&B song. I Need You by John Batiste. Bring It On Home by BJ the Chicago Kid, PJ Morton, and others. Born Again by Leon Bridges and Robert Glasper. Fight for You by Her. How Much Can a Heart Take? Lucky Day and Yebba. I think this will be Fight For You by Her. This this song has already been recognized, I believe, uh at the Oscars. Uh yeah. So she won an Oscar. For fight for you and i think the grammys will also look to celebrate uh this song i hope that they do it uh later on uh in the best song written for visual media it's nominated there but i also think they're going to honor it here in the r&b category fight for you by her best r&b song this is about the song writing Damage by her. Good Days by SZA, Heartbreak Anniversary by Giveon, Leave the Door Open by Silk Sonic, Pick Up Your Feelings by Jasmine Sullivan. I think the easy road that the Grammys could take here is Leave the Door Open by Silk Sonic, put an asterisk by that. I think Jasmine Sullivan, Pick Up Your Feelings should win this, Um, but I have a feeling that Leave the Door Open by Silk Sonic will walk away with it, but I'm putting my money on Jasmine Sullivan. Best progressive R&B album, these are the R&B albums that are more contemporary, or not more, more like traditional, um, old school vibe, style, rhythm of R&B. Best R&B album, Uh, sorry, I switched those up. Best progressive R&B album is the R&B album that's more contemporary, more of the hip-hop R&B influences. Best R&B album is traditional. Like, John Legend is going to be in the best R&B album category. Beyonce, uh, Trey Songs, they're going to be in the progressive R&B album. So the nominees for progressive R&B album, New Light by Eric Bellinger, Something to Say by Corey Henry, Mood Valiant by Hiatus Coyote, Table for Two by Lucky Day, Dinner Party, Dessert by Terrace Martin, Robert Glasper, Ninth Wonder, and Kamasi Washington. Studying Abroad Extended Stay by Masego I am going to go with the Dinner Party Dessert album Because Robert Glasper, Terrace Martin, and Kamasi Washington are Grammy Darlings I believe that all three of them have won Grammys in different areas Terrace maybe for work on Kendrick's project Robert Glasper for his R&B work Kamasi Washington for his jazz work And so the three of those Grammy powerhouses on one album with Ninth Wonder, who's an incredible producer, I think that the safe bet is to say that they are going to award them with that. Best R&B album, Temporary Highs in the Violet Skies by Snow Allegra, We Are by John Batiste, Gold Digger Sound by Leon Bridges, Back of My Mind by Her, Hotels by Jasmine Sullivan. The Grammys Love Her. I also think that out of all these albums, I've heard them all, that her's Back of My Mind album is the better album. So I'm putting my money on Back of My Mind by her. Best rap performance. This is about the performance uh, compared to the the song. We have Family Ties by Keem and Kendrick Lamar. Up by Cardi B. My Life by J. Cole, 21 Savage, and Moray. Way Too Sexy, Drake, Future Young Thug. Thought Shit by Megan Thee Stallion. I think uh, this is tough. This is tough. I think Baby Keem and Kendrick walk away with the Grammy here because I think they're going to lose the category later. And I think what's what's so dope about that song is their performance playing off of each other, not necessarily the lyrics. like The energy of it is one of the best parts about it. So I think they win Best Rap Performance. Best melodic rap performance is the same thing about the music, but there's more of like a R&B or a melodic sound with it. Pride is the Devil by J. Cole and Lil Baby. Need to Know by Doja Cat. Industry Baby by Lil Nas X and Jack Harlow. What's Your Name, Tyler the Creator, Young Boy Never Broke Again, Ty Dolla $ign. Hurricane, Kanye West, The Weekend Lil Baby. I think they are going to honor Lil Nas X for the incredible year he's been having. I think Industry Baby wins this for Best Melodic Rap Performance. Best Rap Song. This is about the lyrics. Uh, Bath salts, DMX, Jay-Z, Nas, Best Friends, Saweetie, Doja Cat, Family Ties, Baby Keem, Kendrick Lamar, Jail, Kanye West, Jay-Z, My Life, J. Cole, 21 Savage, Murray. I could easily see them giving... Family Ties by Keem and Kendrick, this as well, so that they win two out of four of the rap categories. Kendrick's done that before, he's won them all before. But I'm gonna go with J. Cole, 21 Savage and Moray, My Life. I'm locking that in for best rap song. Best rap album is The Off Season by J. Cole, Certified Lover Boy by Drake, King's Disease 2 by Nas. Call Me If You Get Lost, Tyler the Creator, Donda by Kanye. I'm I am selecting and predicting the album that I think is actually the best rap album between these five and that's call me if you get lost by Tyler the creator. I also think because Tyler won best rap album before for Igor and then he made comments afterwards that was like Igor wasn't even a rap album. I think the fact that now Tyler has come back with an actual rap album and it's incredible and, you know, could deserve best rap album Grammy. I think they give it to him. I think that it's almost like a, yo, we tripped about, you know, we're trying to get better about how we classify different albums, yada, yada. Boom. They rectify it. He gets a rap album Grammy again for an actual rap album. So those are the ones that I am predicting and the ones that I will count towards my score when the, Grammy, the Grammys air uh, January 31st at 7 p.m. There are also some other categories I'll be keeping my eye on. John Batiste could win Best Jazz Instrumental Album. He could also win a couple Grammys in the American Roots category and also Best Score Soundtrack for Visual Media for Soul. Esperanza Spalding could win Best Jazz Vocal Album. Don Cheadle could win Best Spoken Word Album. For Carry On, Reflections for a New Generation from John Lewis, he narrates the audiobook. Dave Chappelle and Barack Obama are also nominated for the same category. Lavelle Crawford, who you might know from playing Kewel on Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, uh, and also Kevin Hart could win Best Comedy Album. Jennifer Hudson, Andre Day, and the various artists that were on the One Night in Miami soundtrack could win Best Compilation Soundtrack for Visual Media. Best song written for visual media could go to her for Fight For You from Judas and the Black Messiah, Jennifer Hudson from Respect, and Leslie Odom Jr. from One Night in Miami. Mac Miller and His Estate could win Best Boxed or Special Limited Edition Package for Swimming in Circles. Yelba could win Best Engineered Album Non Classical for Dawn. Hit Boy could win Producer of the Year Non Classical. Uh, Alicia Keys could win Best Immersive Audio Album for her album, Alicia. Questlove could win Best Music Film for Summer of Soul. I really hope that all of those artists win those awards. I'm very excited. We'll be watching the Grammys, and I will be doing an, a recap episode of it after it's aired later in January. So uh, it actually might be February, like early February. Uh, So look out for that. Uh, upcoming recently released albums bryson tiller just dropped off a little christmas ep called a different christmas uh polo g is releasing hall of fame 2.0 which i believe if it's going to be all new songs would be his second album this year that's dropping on december 3rd december 10th alicia keys is releasing keys juice worlds Uh, posthumous album, Fighting Demons, will be released, and Rick Ross is supposedly releasing richer than I've ever been. So that is it for the Press Play segment this week. I'm going to take a short break, and then I'll be right back with the Dig Deeper segment. If you're looking for ways to skip the trip to the post office and dodge all that hectic holiday shopping traffic, why not save time and money with Stamps.com? Stamps.com lets you compare rates, print labels, and access exclusive discounts on UPS and USPS services all year long. It just makes sense, especially if your business or your personal business sends more mail and packages during the holidays. Whether you're selling online or running an office or side hustle, Stamps.com can save you so much time, money, and stress. Going to the post office instead of using Stamps.com is kind of like taking the stairs instead of the elevator. Just going up a couple floors? Sure, take the stairs. Walking up 30 flights a day? You could use a break. If you spend more than a few minutes a week dealing with mail and shipping, Stamps.com is a lifesaver. You'll save so much time and money, you'll wonder why you didn't start sooner and get discounts you can't find anywhere else like up to 40% off USPS rates and 76% off UPS. I remember I signed up for Stamps.com like five years ago, and they send me some free stamps, a digital scale. It's super easy and you won't regret avoiding those holiday lines. Sign up with promo code POD, that's P-O-D, for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, free postage, and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the page, and enter code P-O-D. The link is in the description. Let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Thinking Outside the Boombox It is now time for the Dig Deeper segment We're here The final week of Hip Hop History Month And I'm going to be covering One final decade in detail The 2000s But don't worry, I am going to say a few things About the 2010s at the end Um, In the 90s, gangster rap Had become the dominant force Guiding hip hop to become the best selling music genre And then Tupac And Biggie were murdered and hip-hop wanted, needed something different. Hip-hop began its evolution to a more poppier sound. Melody became a larger focus in hip-hop music. There were singing hooks inspired by R&B. The production sampled R&B, soul, and pop hits, and the lyrics became less substantial, more about what you have and what you own than who you are. Flashy bling rap. Now, that's not to say that's all rap was, and that's not to say that all the rappers that gave us soulful hooks or more melodic verses had no substance. There will always be a multitude of exceptions. And the 2000s made stars of many men. Nelly, Fabulous, Ja Rule, Cam'ron, Fat Joe, and the Terror Squad. They all had their moment with a more pop-like sound. Gangster rap didn't just tuck its tail and run, though. Gritty street hip-hop was still a feature player, even if it was less gangsta, but there were also some artists incorporating even more soulful melodies into their songs. Artists like 50 Cent, The Game, Big Pun, Big L, DMX, and more enjoyed a lot of success under this grittier sound. 50 Cent especially blowing up after being shot nine times and living to make numerous hard-ass rap songs about it. But 50 was no stranger to melody, incorporating it heavily into his street tales. As hip hop moved away from gangster rap, it opened itself up to more influences and inspirations than ever before. In the mid 2000s, Kanye West, determined to be successful, steered hip hop away from the ever popular gritty rap by being its by being its counterpart—a backpack-toed, nerdy rapper who cares about art and fashion and orchestration who hasn't really touched the street life but has something to say. He wasn't the first rapper like this, but was definitely one of the first to become successful with this style. He laid the foundation for so many artists to come and, as you know, would become a trendsetter in the 2000s, especially with how his 808s and Heartbreaks album in 2008 influenced many with its emotional vulnerability and more singing than rapping, that's a sound that would dominate the 2010s and the current decade. He showed that innovative experimental rap uh, could be just as commercially viable as gangster rap, and he proved that, especially in the infamous sales battle he had with 50 Cent, where they had a a battle to see who would sell the most between Kanye's graduation album and 50 Cent's Curtis album, and Kanye destroyed 50 Cent um what else about the 2000s outcast would redefine hip-hop with the release of their 2004 album Speaker Box the love below an album that incorporated so many different styles into hip-hop and r&b creating something truly unique it became the second rap album ever to win album of the year at the grammys and that's behind uh lauren hill's miseducation of lauren hill all of a sudden there were so many avenues to bring success in hip hop, into being successful in hip hop. Hip hop laid roots in the previous decades, and now we were seeing so many different types of trees spring up out of the soil. Production went to new levels. Not only was there innovation in technology that made production so much more complex, but a number of producers began to innovate in their techniques. Producers like Diddy, Timbaland, Just Blaze, No ID, The Neptunes, Kanye, Dr. Dre and more would rise to the top as the premier producers of the decade. And this is a good time to talk about the artists who truly dominated the 2000s, the ones that became superstars. I already talked about Kanye West. He would release four albums in the 2000s, all different from the last, all influential, all larger in scale. He would pioneer Chipmunk soul sampling, where they pitch and speed up a sample and reuse it. Think about Through the Wire and how that sample sounds. He will come into his own as a producer, a rapper, and a musician in this decade, setting the stage for his biggest album yet at the top of the next decade. Eminem will become one of the biggest rappers in the world and one of the most important figures in hip-hop during this decade. Not only did Eminem pave the way for white rappers to be more accepted in hip-hop, but he is credited with making hip-hop so much more popular in the heartland of the U.S., the Midwest, and he wasn't a regular rapper. He was extremely talented lyrically and technically. His music caused so much controversy because of the violent and morally uh, outrageous things he said in his songs. Uh, This was a white dude rapping about killing his wife and hating his mother and so many offensive things towards gay people and celebrities. But back then, the outrage wasn't loud enough to drown out the fact that Eminem was acting as a voice of angst. For the underclass, he was incredibly talented, and people related to him. He starred in a classic movie, 8 Mile, and became the first hip-hop artist to win an Oscar for Best Original Song in 2000. Uh 36 Mafia would win it three years later, or a few years later, I think, in 2005. Uh, Eminem was the best-selling artist in all of music for the entire 2000s decade, and is one of the biggest crossover artists in rap. His impact can never be in question. Little Wayne. There's so much about Lil Wayne that made him incredibly successful in the 2000s. The cash money imprint behind him, his charisma and personality, his impressive wordplay, and overall skill at rapping, his Carter series, his classic mixtape series, the fact he went to jail for eight months at Rikers Island and Free Weezy was born, and his incredible performances. This decade cemented him as one of the GOATs. And now Jay-Z Before Jay-Z was the incredible businessman icon he is today, he released some of his best bodies of work in the 2000s. He was already well-known by the time the thousands rolled through due to a biggie cosign and also the fact that he proclaimed himself the new rap ruler of New York, despite what others had to say about it. He released a hell of a debut with reasonable doubt and then a trio of In My Lifetime albums that appealed to the streets and to the charts. And then Jay-Z would become one of the biggest stars in the game in the 2000s, releasing seven albums, including the Blueprint Trilogy, the Black Album, American Gangster, and more. By the end of the thousands, Jay-Z had 11 albums under his belt and was the biggest rap star in the game and already an impressive businessman, proving it with ventures like Rock Aware, Rockefeller Records, 4040 Clubs, the Brooklyn Nets, and more. Today, he is considered by most to be the greatest of all time, All four of these artists would inspire so many rappers in the coming years, leaving behind a legacy of artists who shaped themselves in their image. All of this would be more than enough for a decade, but the 2000s would not be outdone. After Biggie's death, many challengers arose to see who would fill his space as king of New York and king of the East Coast. But Nas and Jay-Z would feud over this for the better part of 2001 and 2005. This feud produced two iconic disc records, Ether and Takeover, and the feud between these two would be the measuring stick with which all future rap feuds would be measured against. More styles of hip-hop began to surface in this decade. Innovation and experimentation drove the diversification of hip-hop. Miami Bass, a style of hip-hop popularized by Uncle Luke and 2 Live Crew in the 80s and 90s, eventually evolved into crunk music. and was very popular in the South, Especially Memphis and Atlanta. Heavy bass, synthesizers, drum machines, shouting the lyrics. Crunk music was all about having fun. And artists like Lil Jon and the Yin Yang Twins were masters of this style. This style of music was pretty instrumental in influencing the style of music that would dominate the mid to late 2000s as well. And that was snap music. Snap music was simple in all ways. Finger snapping, a catchy melody, straightforward lyrics, hooks, bass, you know. Shake that, laugh it, taffy that laughing taffy. Like like that style of song dominated the mid to late two thousands. Uh artists like D4L, Dem Franchise Boy, Soldier Boy would create many successful songs at the forefront of Snap Music. These subgenres and the commercialization of hip hop in general would cause internal tur- turmoil in the community, with Nas declaring hip hop dead as dance crazes began to dominate hip hop and popular music moving far away from what it once was. Everyone wasn't too quick to adapt to the changes. Trap music, a genre that would dominate the 2010s and the current decade, found its roots in the 2000s as an offshoot of gangster rap and street rap, with artists like T.I., Gucci, and Jeezy leading the charge. Also, it's hard to place him in a subgenre, but Ludacris was a dominant force in the 2000s and released his best work in this decade. Six albums. Even though neo-soul is an R&B genre, I always think of the conscious rappers of the 2000s as kind of like a neo-soul hip-hop. You got Common, most deaf, Talib, Quali, and they released a number of dope albums in this decade. T-Pain made autotune popular in the 2000s, and now it's hard to find a hip-hop song with no autotune, especially as rappers aim to add more melody uh, and sing it into their raps, even though they can't sing. All of these diverse styles of hip-hop only made hip-hop more popular as it reached more and more people and as it took on influence upon influence, popular music and hip-hop began to sound very similar. Now, I mentioned Soldier Boy, and as much as we joke about him, he's definitely credited for popularizing the way music is released. He published his own songs to the internet, songs where he did the production, engineering, and rapping, and he was only like 17 He gave young artists a blueprint for how they could possibly break into the game. He mastered the use of YouTube and SoundClick and LimeWire to promote his music. He was very influential for many artists to come. As the internet transformed the 2000s to the blog era, artists like Kid Cudi and Drake found lanes to release their music to the masses, and it was a lot easier for underground artists to achieve a cult following and find success. And let's not forget that SoundCloud was founded in the late 2000s, another way unknown artists can release their music. The streaming era wasn't quite here yet, but this was certainly a precursor to that era. Some female hip-hop artists from the 90s were still very successful in the 2000s, like Lil' Kim and Queen Latifah, although Queen Latifah had become more famous for her acting and celebrity roles at this point. But artists like Trina, Eve, M.I.A., Remy Ma dominated the 2000s. And of course, Missy Elliott was Queen B at that point. She would finish out her career in the 2000s, releasing her last four albums in this decade. She was a hitmaker, an incredible songwriter, a video mastermind. And her unorthodox style was so unique, it would inspire many artists to think outside the box and take risks with their music. The 2000s saw hip-hop continue to diversify it get bigger and bigger but it also changed drastically due to the internet changing the way music was distributed and heard and the ever evolving taste of the fans changing what was hot one day and whack the next a little bit about the 2010s the decade that would follow it saw the rise of trap music as one of the most popular subgenres to crack the mainstream artists like Gucci and 2 Chains found whole new revitalized careers New superstars like Big Sean, Drake, Nicki Minaj, Kendrick, Cole, and Wale would find huge success in the 2010s. Mumble Rap will become a hot topic of discussion and was a former rap that rode a wave for a long time. And it could be argued it's still riding that wave. It's out there surfing. Streaming changed the way music was absorbed and how sales of music would be calculated. It also changed the way artists made albums, making long albums to increase the chances of having a hit, sacrificing quality for quantity. And in 2017, hip-hop usurped rock as the most consumed musical genre. Honestly, there is so much more that can be mentioned outside of the four episodes I've released this month. Hip-hop is all-encompassing and has been on quite the journey since its inception in 1973. We're 48 years in and the story of the 2020s is still being written. But hip-hop will always remain one of the coolest, most exciting, dopest, most innovative, inspiring genres of music that we have. I love learning more about it and it's been my pleasure to take you on hip-hop's historical journey over the past month. Happy Hip-Hop History Month. That is it for the Dig Deeper segment. That is it for the Hip Hop History series. And that is it for this week's episode. I'm very excited uh, to be have been able to bring you all you know, some more information about hip hop from the 70s all the way to now. Uh, the schedule from here on out next week will be the first of the outro episodes. This is when I invite a guest who's been on the podcast before, back onto uh, the show. And this is their final episode uh, before the the podcast, you know, bids adieu in this final season. So they get to choose what we talk about. um, And then we're just going to have a a dope hip hop or R&B discussion based on whatever topic they bring. And then that will kind of write them off of the podcast. So I'm very excited for who we've got up first. They're bringing the heat with a dope topic that I think will just be really cool uh, to talk about and for you all to listen to. So that'll be next week. Uh, then I take a week break and then I'll be back with my end of the year list. Uh, thinking Outside, the theboombox.com is the website. You can find me at TOTB, the podcast on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter and subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to podcasts. This has been Thinking Outside the Boombox, your number one source for hip-hop and R&B news. Peace.